0: Hey, everyone. Really fun. Second episode of Node Mode, the podcast that's hosted by Depeche Node and largely focuses on the art side of the NFT market. Today, we have Kay Dean, uh, a friend of the morning show, a friend of mine, and a partner uh, at Medici Group. So he works closely with Cosimo de' De Medici. You might be able to say that he's Cosimo's right-hand man. And we talk all things digital art, what they look for when they're making their investments, and everything in between. It's a Really great show. As usual, all of our content is sponsored by FTX. You can sign up at the nifty.com/ftx or with the code the nifty on your FTX mobile app. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Node Mode, episode number 2, the podcast hosted by Depeche Node all about fine art and the NFT space. As usual, all of our content is sponsored by FTX. You can sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or with the code THENIFTY on your FTX mobile app. And as always, nothing in this video is financial advice. We are not financial advisors. The NFT space is incredibly risky, so always do your own research. And if you enjoy the content, hit the like button, smash the subscribe button, share it with your friends. It really helps us out with growing this channel and getting it in front of more people. Today's special guest, the one and only... K. Dean, and we're going to be discussing the fine art market on on the NFT side with K. Dean, and of course, what it's like to be working with the notorious Cosimo de Medici. Node, K. Dean, how's it going?
1: What's up? I am excited to have the consigliere de the Medici family here with us, Sir K. Dean. Uh, it's an honor to have you here, Sir.
2: Appreciate it. Thanks uh, for having me. So oh, this so- is going to be so great.
0: This is awesome. I mean, so me and Dean have been pals on the low, you know, I say on the wow. low because everything with Dean is kind of on the low, you know, he's, he, you know, no no face uh, on the video and blah, blah, blah. But this is the first time that we've done YouTube. You've been on the morning show before, but this is the first time that you've done YouTube. Can you give us a little intro on, you know, who you are in relation to the NFT space?
2: Happy to do that. Um, about over a year ago, I had met Cosmo online and uh, kind of built up this relationship over the past year and um, got brought on to the art side, the Medici collection side, and then the um, Medici group side, which is the VC side, um, which people are starting to figure out that um, we're starting to support uh, big projects uh, in the crypto space, whether it be infrastructure, gaming, uh, all that fun stuff and then um it just took off from there we built a great relationship um you see it we see eye to eye in a lot of things but we also um are very transparent with each, ho- each other and um make sure if we don't like something or we see something this way uh we put that all on the table and um yeah i like to say that i'm his right hand man but we also have um g who's on twitter as uh GB Medici he's also a part of our clan so it's the uh the three of us
1: nice so I want to know more on the on the art side like did you have a background at like collecting fine art have you always been interested in art or how did how did you guys come to just come together on the art side of things
2: um I've always been interested in art I what never was like a huge like trad art collector. I actually studied abroad in Florence, uh, junior year of college. And um, funny enough went to, it was the international business school, but it was um, like the university uh, of Florence, which was like a Medici aspect. So it's kind of funny looking back now that that's come like full circle. Um, But when I got, I can give the background of how I got into the space. so I was an equity trader and then I got into crypto in 2016. And then um, I had a lot of friends tell me to get involved with punks, never listened. Um, and then I saw the whole um, NBA top shot thing. And I was like, I, was, I wasn't one of the right click sabers, but I was more of a like, this is so stupid. I could see this on Instagram and YouTube, but I, I believe in the actual blockchain tech. And so as soon as I saw that, I was like, this is going to be mass adopted everywhere. This is like, this is the future. Uh, This is the future of tech. This is where um, between royalties and and trading in between uh, peer to peer, like this is going somewhere. Everything's going on the blockchain eventually. And um, then I started diving diving down um, with the coins and um, with the art and I... Just saw like had a vision. Uh, when I would see the art, that eventually I figured this was all going on screens. Because if you see the kids growing up now, they're on their screens twenty four seven. They don't care about museums and tried art. Of course, there's a I'm I'm sure a small uh minority in that area, but like I have nephews and and nieces, and they're on their screens twenty four seven. They're watching everything on TV. They're on Snapchat. They communicate through Snapchat, like they're all about the digital world. And I think the last few years of the whole COVID saga, I think it it forced companies and businesses if they wanted to survive, they had to go digital faster than the actual infrastructure was there. And that's kind of just why I love this space because um, we're living in a digital world and the future, in my opinion, will be digital.
0: I agree with you, Dean. And, and, you know, when I went to the super rare gallery, I believe you had the Medici group had had a a gallery at the same building, the same facility during NFT NYC week. But I think I just went on a later day and it was the super rare gallery. Am I right about that?
2: Yeah, we did a pop-up with super rare. We announced, we did it in the Medici minutes, but we announced it like that day of, and the turnout was unreal. It was like, three to four blocks down down the street all the top artists were there i i was there uh meeting some of the artists and and some of the fans and it honestly really worked out well and that was kind of like one of our trial, trial runs that we did and we're gonna be we're taking the medici collection everywhere we're going to london portugal all over to the museums like that's our that's our plan with that
0: yeah, you were trying to get us to wait in that line, and I, I detected that that was going on. So I was like, no, no, I'm not going to go just wait in the line to pump to pump Dean's lines bag. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I knew better, Dean. But uh, you, in all, you, sh-
2: you should have texted me. I would have pulled you off.
0: <laughs> in all seriousness, you know, when I went into the Super Air Gallery again, not the De Medici Gallery, but that's also. Um, that's also like some of the power of these digital screens is that literally you just have a facility that has the hardware and you can display, you know, a different collection, um, every day, every hour, it doesn't matter. Right. And, and so when I went in, the thing that got me was, I think you would probably know the size of the screen, you know, when you walked into the gallery, that first screen to the left, maybe it was like 16 feet by 16 feet, like a big, is that exactly how big it was?
2: It, it was something close. So all the other screens were either um LG or Samsung. That was a special commercial screen. I, I have the card somewhere I could find it. Um it it wasn't Samsung or LG. It was special uh for like hotel lobbies or office buildings. Um like you couldn't get that in your house, uh, theoretically, but um so we were, we work with a company called Black Dove that has um if we wanted to do a pop-up, they have partnerships with LG and Samsung. So the problem with the screen tech is, sorry to bore everyone, but the problem with the screen tech is, it's, it hasn't caught up to date yet. And there are some good screens, it's just, they're not, they're not made for like uh, exhibitions or galleries and they're not the right sizes and it's tough to format if something's a vertical piece or a horizontal piece, or it can't do like a glitch like X copy. So like the burn rate, um, it, the tech doesn't work. Um, so, or they're just super expensive for what it is and it, it doesn't work. So that's been a really difficult challenge finding that. So we found this company Black Dove. they're in Miami out of Miami, which is where yeah. I'm the, from. The black and, Dubbed, um,
0: Mark Billings,
2: the CEO, yeah, Mark.
0: Yeah. So my first NFT business trip was in May of 2021 to Miami. And I met up with Mark and I shot content with Mark. He brought me to an apartment. I'm not going to, it's an, it's a notable <laughs> NFT person's family's house. Uh, I can't say, or I, I won't say who, and it was a, there was a $1.5 million digital art display in the house. It was like 24 feet tall and he was putting like Rafik Anadol on there. It was, it was crazy. It was a crazy apartment. Yeah.
2: Rafik looks really great on the screens. So we're we're doing that. It's kinda like the sonos for NFTs, like you log on that you log on the, the BlockDov app and it's already in your LG or Samsung and you could put you could hook up your wallet to it or you could there'll be like Medici collection highlighted or whoever their artists are and it's it's honestly really cool and you know people are getting that in their houses now, they're getting it in casinos, hotels, office buildings, um, hotel lobbies. It's this is we're early but the wave's coming the
0: wave's coming. And, and the reason I brought it up is that huge display, like 14 by 14 or 16 by 16, however big it was. Um, it had an X copy one of one, like the, uh, the open book X copy. Okay. And it just knocked me out, man. It was so crazy to see it digitally displayed. What do you see as the future of digital displays? And then I'll, I'll give node the mic back since it's his show. <laughs>
2: um, I see everybody having them in their houses. the, commercially I think they're going to be everywhere I've without this disclosing too much I there's a huge demand for people having them in their houses think about it you're spending all this money um on digital art that you love but it's not like trad art where you hang it like on your wall or have it somewhere or it's a statue it's like you're stuck with that unless like you're a bazillionaire and you just keep switching them out but with Digital art, I don't like to use the word NFTs. with digital art, you could just keep, you could put them on a loop and keep changing them every 10, 15 minutes. And you could just have different art all over your house.
1: Yeah, I love that. Do you feel like, I feel like for me, the, the price point is what holds me back. I mean, as stupid as it sounds, right? It's like, I've got a punk, but I refuse to buy like a $1,000 digital frame to house it at the moment. Do you but, but- feel like we're going to trend in, in a cheaper direction? Or am I, am I just going to slowly
2: be like, okay, I got to have this? You know what I mean? So it, it depends what you want. We've tested over 40 of the different screens. Um, I personally, I like a lot of the screens. I don't think the, te- the tech is there yet for mass adoption because you could have a little one for your guests. You could have a little one for your wall. Um, but like if you're hanging something in your house and you have like an X copy or Damien Hirst or something, you're going to like want something really big, like a big screen, uh, like a Samsung or LG that's like, 65 70 inches something massive so it it honestly all depends
1: yeah yeah that makes sense so i'm i want to take a step back i'm curious on like when it comes to actually making decisions and purchasing art like what's that process like do you do you just kind of bring things to the table or other people do you have a kind of a council and do you have a criteria or i mean it's literally art so i imagine that's not a science in, in the way that you're picking things out I'm very curious as to the process yeah. of how you go through deciding what to choose.
2: So when I first saw Mind Eyes, um, the photographer, and DK, and I had brought them to Cosmo's attention, it was like we just knew right away. Like, okay, we have whatever we have to do to get the piece, we're going to get the piece. Um, I, I, I kind of like. I do research on the artist. I, I message them. Thankfully, now I have a good relationship um, with a lot of them and, um, you know, I never tell artists what to do. Um, I mean, if they ask me for an opinion on something, like I'll give it, but um, I always just trying to find out what what the work means to them, what's the story behind it, and then I kind of look at it and see what emotions um, it brings up in me and if it reminds me of something or if I see some future use for it. It it, it honestly depends on the piece, but yeah, I'll, I'll do research on the artist and figure out what the piece means and, and what's the deal behind it.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I, you know, I, I feel like I would struggle for those of us that are, that lean slightly more autistic, you know what I mean? Like I, I, my, I don't feel my emotions uh, so closely, you know, I'm like, there's something cool about this. I don't know what it is. So you just felt like when you saw DK motion, you're like, okay, this is legit, you know, and you, and it was like at love at first sight. Is that kind of how it went?
2: Basically. Yeah. So, I think what makes, in my opinion, what makes for a good investment for a, a piece of digital work, it's kind of like, or even trad art. It's like you can recognize who that artist is. Like Grant, Grant Young. Like you know, it's his work. Yeah. Um, Kaz Samard, You know, you know it's her work from just from that shot. DK. You know, it's him. Like New Yoga Girl, Abrasano, Like I could keep naming on and on. Like you know, it's their work just from the lighting, the angle, just how it's shot. Like, you know, it's their piece. And I think that's just like, it's the marketing itself um, for the artwork or the photography.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's the one thing that I, I, I mean, I picked up on as well is like it, an X copy is an X copy. You cannot,
2: right. like, it's unmistakable, right? It's, it's epic. Correct. There's, I love that. There's good, there's, good, yeah. there's good derivatives, but like when you see an X, like right click save, you know, it's X copy. Like there's no other artist that comes to mind when you see Xcopy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so when you, how, how, I guess, you know, as much as you can, or you, you want to talk about it, but I'm really curious on how you decide how to split up and allocate, you know, your capital, right? So do you, do you basically, have you set aside a, a fund that says, okay, you know, this much goes to generative art, this much goes to PFPs, uh, this much goes to NFT infrastructure, or is it? Or is it pretty loose, and you get to do? You have more free reign. Um, that's the best way to answer that. We, we have more free reign. I want we exact don't... numbers, Katie, and I want. I want like okay. We have one point five billion that we no, put towards we, dinner uh, of
2: art. We don't. We don't handicap like that because you never know what piece of like. I'm my DMs are full of artists sending work, which is amazing, and I'm so grateful for. But it's like you get a piece that's amazing, and you you handicap it to like a gen art number and you see one that you need, but you can't, it'll just, it'll create too much stress and unbalance if you do it that way. So it's kind of like, um, there's overall numbers, um, between the VC side and, and the collecting side, but there's no like, okay, we can't go over this amount for, um, gen art and this amount for animation and this amount, um, for art blocks or something. It's, that's not how it works.
1: Nice. So you, you, and and I'm guessing, I mean, based on the collection, it feels like you're very much focused on art, but you've, you've got punks in your collection. I mean, that's, that's considered art in my opinion as well. Do you look at PFPs at all uh, or is it mostly, okay, historical stuff or art is kind of your, your main kind of uh, focus?
2: Um, It's mostly digital art. Yes. um, There's a lot of punks. There's also a lot of rare Pepe's that I made sure early on that we had scooped up, like we got the Nakamoto and all the historical um, rare Pepe's, like the UFO Pepe, which is like the first animated Pepe. Um, rare, rare Pepe's, the Michael Jordan one, uh, the Pepe Lisa. Like we make sure we have all those good ones in there. Um, have have Moonbirds. Also, um, oh, you have Moonbirds.
1: That one feels like it's the most out of out of, uh, I guess if there was one that's out of character, that's the one, right? Or are you still viewing those more as art or more as, hey, this is part
2: of the ecosystem we wanna be a part of? Well, one causes um, an advisor to Moonbirds. Um, I didn't know that, okay. Yeah, two, um, I think Moonbirds is is a bet on proof and Kevin Rose and what they're going to deliver. I don't know. It kind of falls into the crypto toad and in-between punk, but it's not really punk because there's no historical context to it. So it goes under PFP for me at least.
1: Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh very really interesting. I I literally I was uh hitting up the the nifty morning show group this morning, and I was like, I really want to buy this moonbird on the floor. I know it's gonna sell today i know and then and then all of a sudden there's like a sweep right after that it was a it was a a queen crown moonbird that had a black like you know shirt on and i was like oh that kind of fits me you know and then i didn't buy it of course but uh you know while we're on the subject of moonbirds i'd i'd love to get your take on on grails 2 uh that came out today like i do grails one i didn't watch did they have a reveal like they did with grails 2 because that that process i got I was so inspired by it because it felt like they're trying to like push forward and elevate the space and elevate artists and give them their due right and like just shine a spotlight on each one and if you guys, if if the listeners aren't aware like proof did a full-on live production reveal uh for grails yep. 2 as each artist was revealed and it was like extremely well done in my opinion like they had segments on each artist you know they talked about them they showed some of their previous work they talked about the background behind the piece. I mean, it was really, really, really cool, uh, and it you know made me made me kind of regret not not getting any yet. But uh, yeah, I would love to get your take on how that process went, and and yeah, your your
2: overall thoughts on the collection.
0: And node, why don't we pull up grills too while while? Yeah, 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 for
2: so sure. I I agree with you. I think the way they did the video of the reveal, but also had the artists, some of the artists did reveals also for the artwork to also explain about it some of them flipped around some of them weren't still they were actually like gifts um they did some cool stuff you know with with grills one with like tyler hobbs and turniac and a bunch of other incredible artists i think anytime you get those type of artists it's very tough to repeat on the second time um but i think i think they did an amazing job i i had a couple favorites um in the bunch, it was fun. I was talking to your friend uh, Chris Bennett, and um, he's we coming on next week. Who, oh, is he? Yeah, he's a he's a good friend. We talk a lot, and um, we were trying to figure out who, what was what. We were sending each other uh, stuff back and forth from the proof, proof Discord and uh, stuff we were seeing on Twitter, and it, it was like a little scavenger hunt. It was fun.
1: Yeah, the, it, just a quick, a quick aside, uh, Pio, do you, since you probably haven't had a chance to review this, uh, who do you think mm-hmm. this artist is right here, the one that I'm hovering over?
0: All right, so that's a red... And I know this artist?
1: Yeah. Yes. You know this artist.
0: And so, Dean... Very, you, very
1: well. You know him. You okay. definitely know him.
0: Okay, so, Dean, you know... I was calling these things out left and right. I was like, boom, boom, boom. I I know that, you know, like, so that's Rafiq on the bottom right. That is, you
1: got got Rafiq for sure. Number eight, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was easy money. That was no problem. Um, All right, so we got, so let me guess, whoever the artist is of the plate on the red background is a wicked well-known artist. And that was the jackpot, like ding, 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 if you bought that one. Um,
2: So it it was eight, It was between eight and nine ETH last night. There were two on the floor. Um, Stupidly didn't scoop one up. And then some were going between 16, 17, a couple 20s today. Is it Demetri Cherniak? No.
1: Nope. I'll give you one more guess. I can barely contain it. Yeah. (laughs) It's so great.
2: Is it.
0: Who would be landing? Is it X copy?
1: It's not X copy. Not you out. actually, I'll give you one more clue. You already mentioned him on the show today. Yep. You mentioned, mentioned him like early on. Like well, right earlier. What? Oh, it was before the show. We even before. Yeah, it was even, before. before. We even live. You were saying his name, dude.
0: Why was I saying his name? Who, whose name was
2: I saying? He may not
1: get this. He may not. By the way, while I'm going to give P.O. a second. Kevin Rose? Not Kevin Rose. Nope. I'm gonna give him a second to think for those wondering. This was indeed the bottom left here was indeed uh, uh Dimitri Cherniak. No, sorry, I'm am no, blanking Tom, Sacks. Tom Sachs, yeah. Tom Sachs. It was Tom Sachs, and this one the the Rose piece. I got uh, this one right. That you did? That is yeah. amazing,
2: by the way, that you got that right. This is well, if, you, if you look back, yeah. It's 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 ACK. If you look back, it's it looks like some of his other pieces oh does it really um,
1: gosh i hadn't looked far deeply enough back i mean this feels like very different to what you normally see out of him right like his stuff seems kind of darkish and this looks like i mean he it is kind of dark when you think about it because the the roses the title is i made these for your girl you know and then his description is she deserves it like that was it you know so funny i love that that was Uh, one of my
2: favorite ones
1: yeah 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 i think that one's awesome i think it looks beautiful all right, Pio, we're going to come back. Last chance. Who do I'm, you think?
0: I, I'm stumped. I've, if it's you're not, not
1: going to get it. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're not. It's Snowfro, dude. Oh! <laughs> pretty sick, huh? This is so, his first. Like, is I mean, isn't this right, Katie? Aside from the VCon yeah. tickets, this is his yeah. first drop since Squiggles. Damn.
2: And he, he's doing another one. I, I, it's either, I think it's October September, October, November. I forget. We could check it out there. The brighter moment in New Mexico. He's doing his next drop there.
1: Oh, that's awesome. This one here, yeah. by the way, Pio, isn't this one Shetil um, Golid, uh, Kadeen? This that this one right here that I'm hovering over? The guy that did um, archetypes? I think this is him. Uh, yeah, it's him. Yeah, because yeah, we so picked that, that one. That's another uh, great find. You know, he hasn't done a ton of things since then. He, he did, what, uh, archetypes and paper armada, uh, yep. both on art blocks. And then I don't know that he's, dropped anything recently other than decagon you know partnership but uh that's yeah. a really cool piece uh this one let's see oh this one who y- you know this one PO. this that is exactly right who there. you thought it was
2: i, I you said- called that one no yeah
1: i called this one it was yeah, obvious on that one. i called it well i called it but no, I, no think you, I think you uh you should get it you know i think i've actually talked about this on one of the on one of the youtubes but yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give you five seconds to guess this one. I feel like I'm,
0: I don't know if my brain's just not working, but I feel like I don't. This is a
1: hard game to play, actually, now that you think about it. But this is, I'll give you a hint. This is one of my favorite artists, like maybe my favorite generative artist in this uh, whole space. It's
0: a generative artist. If, yeah. is, if it's it's Cherniak.
1: Not Cherniak. No, nope. nope. I mean, I love My Ringer because Tyler Hobbs. A lot. Not Tyler nope. Hobbs jesus man it's uh, it's it's uh, emily z the memories yeah. of she lin that makes yeah. sense. so yes her art i just i think her art is absolutely beautiful yeah. i literally put in an offer again on another piece this morning because i just want one another one so bad um but yeah this was her piece of work and what they did about this one that was awesome is one so there's i think there's what 40 people that minted this katie and something around there and uh they she, they they announced during the reveal uh, that Emily Z is going 41. to give out is going to give out the one of one physical piece to a lucky minter. So it's like that's such a cool, you know, like uh, concept. You know, like oh, you you minted this one. And my whole thing that makes this tough is like editions are hard for me, right? Like I want to own a one of one piece uh, or a very small edition. And this way, you may have actually won. You know, like you have a chance to win the physical one of one of that, which I think is awesome.
2: A lot, a lot, several of them had, uh, they're giving away the one ones
1: Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, cool. this one, oh yeah. Who is this one? Uh,
2: I'm what trying number to, is
1: that? uh, this number zero. Oh no. Oh, cognition zero. This is a uh, Justin Aversano.
2: Justin. Yeah. yeah. Hey.
1: Aversano piece. Grant Yun. Obviously that yeah, one that was, that was a obvious. dead giveaway. What about bottom right?
2: So, so people thought that was OSF. It was um, what is that, number twenty? Uh, let's That's Mr. Doodle. Oh, yeah, Mr.
1: Doodle. I am Mr. Doodle was this one. He's a, more like Trad, right? He trad had art, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't done a lot of uh, a lot of NFT stuff.
0: What's the highest floor in the collection?
2: Snowfro. Really? At least less than
0: I tried. I that has to do with supply too, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a one of, what is it, a one of 50 snowfro? Damn. Who is this one here?
1: I'm trying to remember uh, this picture. That's Colby. 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 Yeah, Colby. Didn't, yeah, which is, I mean, that's an OG, OG artist in the space. I mean, been around as long as anybody, right? Like, since the beginning, I think. Like, as early so as were, anyone in the
2: were, number 10, there were rumors, the Louise Ponce piece is awesome, but it was rumored that it was an X copy collab because you could see kind of like a skull in there and he usually doesn't do that, but there was no collab.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember that. So out of all these pieces, which one's your, uh, which one's your favorite? Just, you know, visually.
2: Ooh. Um, I like the Luis piece. The Rafik is good. The yeah. Number 11, ACK is good. Um, honestly, I think an underrated one is the James freed at sixteen. That that's a low count. Only seventeen minted. I mean, his one of ones go up there, like fifty eight plus.
1: Really, I didn't even
2: know the that. Basketball.
1: Yeah. Okay. I know. Uh, oh yeah, drift had a piece.
2: This was Drift's piece.
0: Yeah. Oh, we should have known that. Let me let me see that. So
2: people actually found he posted this a couple of years ago. Like oh, that's how so they did crazy see- people digging. were digging. Yeah. That's, that's a cool. sick one.
1: Yeah, I like that one. Dissociation. That one's that one's awesome. There's a. Uh, I want to see if I can find that. Uh, let's see. Zancan was this? Was this? Was this? Uh, yeah, that was that's uh, twenty five. Yeah. That's Zancans. Uh Tyler Hobbs was last time, right? And then Yep. I want to find. Oh yeah. Clear
0: Claire Silver in there.
1: Luis Ponce. This is this was Number the 10. Yeah. yeah. This was awesome. This was the was this the most minted one? Uh one of them. I forget which one it was. No, I it was actually
2: it was it was uh twenty two out of 136. People thought that it was gonna be X copy, his first gen art piece, but it wasn't.
1: Oh they all yeah, they all got uh got the old bait and switch they thought it was him huh that actually would have been sick james jean this one was cool uh you wouldn't expect uh, this out of that out of that guy he did um they showed that he did he designed one of the posters for that movie everything everywhere all at once and that it looks awesome like the movie poster looks amazing but you wouldn't i we mean all, you wouldn't necessarily
2: combine these two right we almost picked this one cuz we thought it could be sam Spratt and it had such a low uh mint count but everyone kept saying it was James Jean and the guesses so then i looked at the work and i was like it's probably James Jean
1: oh nice okay we'll look at uh look at Jake Freed. this one was cool yeah i like cool. that one a lot um but yeah i mean super cool this is uh i mean oh one more that i wanted to that i wanted to go over as well if i can find it here is uh Pindar van Arman had a had a cool one he yep. he doesn't do like according to Kevin Rose right like he doesn't do editions and so he like it looked like a regular edition when they did the mint and afterwards okay yeah here it is afterwards um oh yeah i've got both of them selected it's this one here so after the mint is done like soon they're going to uh like it's all they're all going to be one of ones generatively and they're going to be just slightly slight variations on each so it's like this this edition set is really cool because you're not actually getting like an edition one of 40, right? You're getting uh, a generative piece in a set of 40 or 50, which I think is pretty novel. But yeah, this is pretty cool, man. Okay, so we, we've gone over grills too. I mean, you, I, I pulled out a couple of your favorites. I'm curious what you think like of the market in general when it comes to art. Like, are we, one, one thing that I noticed when, when the whole PFP bull was going on back in January again was that was a great time to be picking up you know, any kind of art pieces because the, the attention was not there. Now I feel like uh I mean the attention's not really in a lot of places, but we're starting to see some movement and some momentum again on some of the smaller, you know, even like Moonbirds, Azuki today is ripping, like Moonbirds is up, mutants are up. A lot of like the traditional PFP stuff, like the blue chip stuff is doing pretty well. Um, what do you think in terms of the art market throughout the rest of the year? Are we, are we kind of steady as she goes or do you see the market going one way or the other?
2: I think the, the one-on-ones are doing extremely well. Um, what I'm seeing from my end is that everybody's trying to find, uh, at least when I say everyone, the collectors are trying to find the next Grant or Tejo or, or another Sam Spratt, someone like that to pop up and they want to get in cheap. It seems like there's, like, a race to find that, like, next artist to pop off that hits, like, crazy high sales on Super Air. So that's what I'm seeing. So it's I'm going through more art than I've ever gone through and talking to more artists and, and everything because um, it, it seems like there's a lot of competition now. Like, I'm seeing all these collectors pop up that I, that I didn't see months ago, and uh, it's pretty exciting to see, so...
1: Interesting. So you're seeing a lot of momentum, like on the collection side and people, yeah, like eager to find that next artist. I think that's really interesting. How do you view your role? Because you like you, I, I feel like from day one, you guys were, you know, you're, you're kind of like tastemakers, right? Like you, you have great taste and you're selecting art, but it's kind of evolved now to where you're turning into king makers, right? Like you are, you know, like you, the, the art it's evolved to the point where you guys have a big enough name, right? Like Cosmo was mentioned two or three times during that Grails 2 release yeah. from Ke- by Kevin Rose directly, you know, like it, do you feel kind of like a little bit of an obligation now to the art market? It's like, don't screw us over, you know what I mean? Because you get to decide who's going to kill it and who's and who may not make it, right?
2: Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean, we try to be fair. It doesn't matter if somebody has 10 followers or 100,000 followers or it sold something for 50 ETH or sold something for one ETH. If we like it, we're like going to tweet about my, one of my like tweets that did really well that I got a lot of feedback from artists and other collectors was that middle one you have on right now by Sketcha. Like he is super talented. Yeah. He may not be, um, DK level or X copy level, but like his work is incredible. He's one of the like nicest people I've ever met. Um, always sends me stuff before he does it, ask my opinion on, on some things. And, um, He's super talented, so to me it doesn't matter um, where, who the artist is, where it's coming from, if they've ever done anything before, if they're even on Super Air, it doesn't matter to me. Like, if they're on Tezos, I'll collect them. If they're on Solana, like, I'll collect them. It, it, it doesn't matter.
0: I have a question for Dean. So check it out, Dean. Um, one theme that we talked about in the first episode of Node Mode is originality in the NFT space from an art perspective. And being original as an artist is basically the hardest thing in the world, uh, you know, to make something original that's actually good that people like. I look at DK and look, I don't know the animation world, but it's pretty, it feels pretty original to me. I don't know if like, you know, some animation maxis could point to a DK, like a, an artist that DK is clearly inspired by, but it looks like a pretty, you know, original style when I look at it. I could be wrong, right? Like I said, I don't know the animation style. Another name that comes to mind immediately is Xcopy, who is truly original. Someone in our Discord was trying to make a case that Xcopy is influenced by Basquiat. And uh, I've told Node before, I said it on this show, that the top three artists that are uh, copycatted in the NFT space are Basquiat, Picasso, and Keith Haring. That's my opinion. Um, I don't think—I th- I- I think Xcopy has done enough. Like, I get—I I understand— a distant comparison to Basquiat just because of the skull-like faces that you see in X Copy. But I feel like X Copy is original, especially when you see something like that book piece that I saw at the Super Rare Gallery. I'm not. We're not here to call out artists and say, oh, this co- artist copied Picasso, this artist copied you know, so-and-so. I literally went through art blocks with my mom, who is obsessed with art and has been for literally like 50, 60 years. And she went one by one and called out the, the traditional artists that, you know, the Influence is which ones they're heavily influenced by. And I was like, damn, she's right. Damn, she's right. How much does Cosmo care about whether a digital artist or an artist putting out digital pieces that you guys are going to buy is truly original versus influenced by a traditional fine artist?
2: I, good question. I, it honestly depends what the piece is. Um, I would say, I would agree with you that most um of the art that's being created is some form of um an ode to those artists that you mentioned in some form or another like whether there's a little crown in another piece or or just something that resemble resembles it like i don't get that vibe from x copy yeah um i I was like with the skulls
0: yeah. I was on record saying X copies, totally original, completely original. But then some people in the discord were hitting me with like Basquiat's and drawn. I was like, I don't know, but, but yeah. So I'm on the, the same stretch. page as you, Dean.
2: I mean, look at his older work that, I mean, he has work that wasn't even minted. He was like giving it away basically for free for like a dollar way back like in 2016 and 17. Um, I don't see any of that in any of those work, maybe some of the, the newer stuff, but, um,
0: I'm with I you think
2: too. with his, I think with his glitch style, it's his own form of art. And if he wants to, if those are some of his favorite art, artists, and he wants to throw that into one of his pieces, I don't have an issue with that.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. But but outside, of, so let's just book X copy is totally original. Uh, let's say another artist comes up. If you see that the artist is very clearly inspired by Picasso's cubism style. Or you know Jackson Pollock's drip painting style, yeah. or you know so and so like insert name here. I mean Keith Haring is copied quite a bit in the NFT space by several artists. Um, does that factor in anything at all, or is the dig- the artist putting out digital work, you know, just evaluated on a- in kind of like an isolated um, on an isolated basis?
2: It depends how much of the piece. Uh, at least for me, I-, I don't want to speak for. Um... Cosimo, but for me, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter unless it's like a literal copy of one of their, the art artworks. Um, if it's just an ode to it or there's a little piece in there, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter.
0: Do you get extremely excited if you come across an artist like X copy where it's just completely original?
2: There's a lot of really good glitch artists on Tezos. Um, been collecting hard on Tezos. Um, when you see X copy, like you know, it's X copy, but there, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of good so called derivatives of the glitch, um, on Tezos that you can find that for, for super cheap, they're, they're really good artists and it's amazing glitch. Oh, yeah. People I mean, that can't get, get it you're
1: that. You're gonna make a lot of yeah. people happy. There's some, there's a few people in the comments that are just like begging to talk about Tezos. So, I mean, in terms of Tezos, like, do you feel like some of the next big artists are going to come from that, you know, from that marketplace, like that chain? Because it does feel like it's very much like the indie chain, right, yes. for, for NFT art. But I also, like, it's also all just discounted over there for, you know what I mean? Like, for whatever reason, it's hard, you know, like, you're just not going to fetch the same prices on Tezos as if it's on ETH. Have there been, have there already been, like, examples of artists that have started there and then come over to ETH and done well? Um, and yeah, just curious, your thoughts on Tezos in general.
2: Luis Ponce, Lucrece, um, I'm sure I'm missing, um, a ton of others. Those are just like the top of my head.
1: Um, yeah, William upon. I'm
2: hearing, I'm seeing. William upon with Dragons, yeah. yeah. Um, to me, we're so early right now in this space that, I know, I hate when people say that, but there isn't a, there's not a platform yet that. Like everything, in my opinion, is going to be cross-chain. It's not going to be whether it's not going to matter whether it's on Solana or Ethereum or uh, Tezos or Hedera. It's not AVAX. It's not going to matter. Like we'll eventually have a wallet that can go bridge through every chain. I'm sure it'll be coming from a a central uh, figure because I think that's the only way um, regulations are going to get pushed through. It'll be coming from like a Coinbase or whatever company comes through. Um, we have a wallet. It'll you could buy whatever whatever you want, any currency. You could sell it at any currency. No matter what chain the art is, it'll just be bridged on one central hub. And um, yeah, I, th- I think it's not going to matter whether what chain it's on, eventually. I agree. I yeah, I like agree. that. Do you
1: do you? Uh, so do you spend? I mean, could you give us a breakdown? What would be your guess in terms of like, okay, the amount of time you end up not that it, not that you're specifically trying to break your time down, but just naturally, do you spend a lot of time on Tezos and Solana these days? Or is, you know, is there still primarily, you're getting a lot of uh, influx from ETH artists? No, I, I, I even hate saying it that way, right? It's like artists are artists. Yeah. It's just are, Where <laughs> are you finding, ahead. where are you finding the, the, the art that you like, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm an ETH it's artist.
2: Honestly, it's honestly all over. Um, so I have, I've, see a lot of stuff on art blocks and um, through links on foundation and super Rare, And then I always check Tezos to see what's going on over there and go in my telegram and discord chats and, and talk to the artists and see if they have anything coming out or if there's anything that, um, that they know about or whatever mints are coming up. And then on Solana, it's the same thing. I'll, I'll listen to you guys and easy and figure out what's going on over there. It's, it's very difficult to talk to, go through all the chains like I have I have certain things set up on my phone and my computer that I could just go into different sections and and okay here's what I'm looking at for Solana here's what I'm looking at for Ethereum here's what I'm looking at for Tezos over here over there it's um it it literally depends on the day and what's being minted and who's doing new work I'm checking everything every day that's cool.
1: I like that. I I guess one I you know one counterpoint to that in terms of, you know, the idea of not being super cross-chain. I'd love to get your thoughts on this is like I mean, we've seen alt L1s blow up, you know. So it's like if you were hanging out looking at a lot of art on Luna, you know, like that that would not be ideal at this stage of the yep. game. And then you've also got some interesting like cultural and and so I guess I'm referencing Tezos there because it's like Tezos doesn't have much going for it as a chain, unless I'm, I could be totally wrong, but all I know is is that they've got a little art scene over there and I don't know what else is happening. Right. Uh, and then with the merge, you've got ETH that's going to be just as, you know, environmentally friendly as Tezos. And and then in Solana, for example, like the culture over there is they're not, you know, it's just different. Right. And so there's not a ton of focus on fine art yet. And maybe that's, maybe you think that that's That's going to change. But, okay, so I'm totally off there. You think there is a good, a, a strong
2: focus on fine art? On 100%. Fine art? Um, Interesting. I need to start so, looking into this. Yeah, I'm happy to send you some some stuff. Um, I will preface that we are, Medici Group is investors in exchange.art and Forum Function, which are the two big art platforms over there. But I will say that um, John Lee... Um, I think her name is her Twitter is I am Laura L um, Adam ape just sold his his last voxo monkey for like 30 grand USD it was like 800 plus soul I ne- I haven't seen that yet um, people are buying stuff on soul and you forget there's a lot of people that got into like um, d gods and uh, SMB super early and they're, they're just big they're soul Whales. so they're they're buying up all the art um, over there so there there's an art world over there enough where I'm spending time to like pay attention and and talk to the artists over there and talk to the platforms and talk to our friends that exchange that art and figuring out what what's going on and who's who's going to be an upcoming artist and who's minting something so Solana, Solana has a lot going for it right now just as much as uh as ETH they may not they don't have like the gen art and that stuff yet but uh, I'm sure it's coming
0: it's maturing and I think that I mean, it's just so young compared to ETH on the NFT side. And I just feel like you're going to see more and more stuff happening on Solana. I know, like, for example, Brian Brinkman has a Solana drop coming up. Vinny Hager. I know Kat Smart yep. already did one. The musician Dara Mola already did one. I think he might have done a couple. Uh, there's so much action that's happening there. I share your opinion about blockchains, uh, Dean. However, I do think that one blockchain could potentially prove itself to just be the best one for this stuff. Bitcoin. <laughs>
1: oh, we don't say that word on this show, Dean. Like let's, let's, let's move on. Yeah. 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 Okay. Continue PO continue.
0: Well, we're going to have a big time Bitcoin on on Tuesday. Dude, I'm gonna...
1: you, Udi, I'm a huge fan of, by the way, there is only yeah. one mega Bitcoiner that I can listen to and it's him. Like well, he's the only one.
0: We're gonna be digging. If you have any questions for him, like p- ping him over to me. We're gonna be digging in all oh, of this well. stuff. But re- whether it's Bitcoin, so, yeah, whether it's Bitcoin or something else, I just and I and I agree with your centralized platform thing, Dean. But I think that once we have that centralized platform thing, and time goes on, artists will just choose whatever the most beneficial blockchain yep. is to them. You know,
2: I, I don't think there's just gonna be one platform and everyone's stuck on it. I think there'll be one, there'll be a player or two that it, it doesn't matter what chain you're on, and then there'll be different side chains where you could just mint on that on those websites. Um, yeah, that's what at things. least what I'm seeing. But uh, no, you bring up a good point about the merge. Uh, I'm, I would say I'm a little slightly concerned about Tezos and what's going on over there because with the merge, it'll kind of like ETH 2.0 would kind of be what Tezos is saying they, they stand for so with the carbon credits and the energy waste thing and all that so we'll see what happens
1: yeah i mean they they, they lose the the competitive edge there we'll see how right. i mean it's all it all comes down to culture and community which they have a strong one at the moment which i think is is super cool so yeah we'll see where it leads for sure um but i mean i it almost feels like the what's going to happen is you're there's going to be a platform that's going to take over right so it's like open is like winning at the moment, even though we keep thinking every day they're going to stop winning, but they just keep winning. But eventually, like, I wonder if there's just, if there's going to be like two or three platforms that win that happen to all be cross-chain. And Magic Eden seems to be making really strong, you know, like headwinds there. Uh, Do you feel the same way? Say that again, you cut out over there. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, like, my, my thesis is that we're going to get a few platforms that kind of dominate, right? So it's not necessarily, it, it's still chain agnostic, right? We don't care so much about what yep. chain it's on. But like, we're the platform itself, like, it's, it's, it's like it is now, like OpenSea is dominant. Are we going to get do you think we're just going to get a few platforms that kind of take over the space?
2: Yeah, I mean, it could, it could very well be OpenSea and Magic Eden banging heads for Ethan soul volume. The only problem is neither of those platforms are good for art, for digital art. So it's like exchange.art is kind of like where you go for art on Solana, and then you go to SuperRare Foundation um, for art on Ethereum, basically. Because good luck finding anything on SuperRare in OpenSea, and for even for art blocks, there's a. I don't know if you guys know, there's a platform coming out called Archipelago, which will kind of index all of our blocks so you can go and find things with trace, which is really cool.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was not aware. That sounds awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of juicy stuff coming. So, so Dean, you know, I know there's a lot that you can't talk about. You guys are the leader in your field. You're, you're literally innovating, right? And, um, at the end of the day, you guys are the trailblazers, and and we we understand that to some extent. Not trying to pat ourselves on the back when it comes to like content in the NFT space, we can kind of relate. But you know, I guess my my fundamental question is like, who who is Cosmo de Medici? <laughs> <laughs> J- just kidding. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, just playing. Just playing. So so Dean, like you know, obviously the focus is on art. Is there you know is there an opportunity to like let's say video games like gaming really starts to emerge do you look at that because of the investment opportunity or is it all about art
2: no we uh of course it's all about building the medici collection and then also we have the fund help emerging artists as well um but yeah on the medici group side which is the vc side it's all about uh, crypto and n f t infrastructure gaming's coming so we're looking at that now like we we're sharing deal flow and and networking with other big gaming firms and and big gaming dallas so yeah we're we're ready for gaming
0: okay so it- and is that like a separate arm of Medici Group, or is it all the same thing? I just ask because it's like you guys have built this classy, classy brand surrounding art. It's so cool, and but I understand. But like as a fund, you know, y- you have to diversify. And if the big next big opportunity is gaming, which I think a lot of people think is the next big opportunity in NFTs, then that's something that you know you definitely want to take advantage of. I'd imagine. One
2: hundred percent. I I just looked at a. Um... A, deck, a gaming deck today, so it's it's all coming in at the same time. So we have we have me, we have G, and we have Kaz, and we all have our specialties and expertise that stuff we're good in, and we get on calls and chat to discuss, and you know we make decisions that way. But it's kind of like you guys have your morning spaces, and then you have your own breakout YouTube shows, which you guys are crushing. Um, it's kind of like we have that with the digital art with the Medici collection, but then we also have the fun to, um, invest in, um, ongoing things in the space.
1: Yeah. I love that.
2: Do you, so in terms
1: of like your overall, like mission, it feels, it feels like you're really pushing, obviously you want to kind of expand the culture, uh, which I love, like I, I, we just need more of that in the space, but do you, do, do you kind of have like a broader goal or mission when it comes to NFT art? It feels like you're trying to bring this to the masses, right? Like you're trying to bring it yep. beyond just just us, right? But is there like a, a a clear directive that you have?
2: Well, you said it exactly right. So it's one, a love of art and the digital arts. Um, the other is onboarding people into the, into the spaces. So, you know, we have different... Uh, types of people contacting us all the time, whether it be big trad art collectors or, or big funds and, you know, we're educating them on the space. Um, they're coming to the exhibitions that we're having and we're changing their minds. So it's kind of an all in one um, operation going on as the main goal is to build a great digital art portfolio, but also on port on board people into um, crypto and NFTs, that's like the main goal because we've changed a lot of minds. Um, Just for example, we did a, we teamed up with afterparty.ai and um, used one of their houses in the hills to do an an exhibition. And we had like 20 screens up, we had all the grill pieces. Um, A lot of celebrities came by, a lot of uh, musicians came by, and this was um, like 10 months ago. Um, and then we had some of the biggest child art collectors in the world come by and they, once they saw it on the screen, they were sold. They were like, this is the future. Like, tell me, I want to know everything about all the historical stuff. I want to know what artists I should be collecting. I want to know like how to set up a wallet, like all those things started happening. And it was, it was really cool to see.
1: That's huge, man. I, yeah, I, I think you know, the more I've, I've kind of witnessed, you know, what you guys are doing and what I just saw with Grails 2 today, you know, it made me realize it's kind of up to us, right, to try and push the yep. movement forward, right? Like we need we need to open the doors and help people understand. And uh, yeah, just really admire what you've done and really appreciate, you know, the, the time you've taken to hang out with us
2: on the show, man. Of course, I appreciate it. And that's why I don't really like to use the word NFT because I think digital, NFT is such a negative connotation between like, I feel like all the rug pulls and all the bad stuff gets highlighted with that word. But when you say like digital art, it, it's, just another, it's just another form of art. Just like there's oil paintings and statues, like digital art is just the next sector. So that's what we're trying to drive through.
0: I totally agree. I mean, NFT is just really the technology that's being assigned to it. And then what you're talking about is just an um, uninformed opinion. Uh, that is being held by, I guess you could say the, the general public at this point, but inevitably it'll, it'll shift over time. But yeah, it's just kind of like a random reaction that the public's having. And I agree with you. It's, it's just digital art. That's it. And, or digital collectibles or digital yep. video game assets, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, dude, I, I really appreciate the the time you've taken to come on the show with us, man. This has been awesome. Uh, any, any last words, any advice you'd give to people, uh, you know, the noobs in the space? Like, I'm starting to get DMs from a lot of people saying, hey, I want to start collecting art. And I'm like, cool. Uh, like, I don't know what to tell you exactly. Like, uh, buy what you like and you know, for me, I, I, I mostly do that. And I, you know, I take inspiration from what you guys say, from what DC investors says, obviously, and try and get a feel for, you know, what, what I want to invest in. But what would you say to somebody that's, that's just entering the space? And it's kind of like me that I, I, I didn't, I wasn't like a huge trad art collector before, but now that I've gotten into this world, like I love collecting digital art. Um, I, I don't have a lot admittedly, but I want, you know, I want to keep collecting, what would you say to somebody that's new to the space and that wants to start what would be the advice
2: I would say to do your best to get in some of those discord groups with like art blocks. Um, and a lot, a lot of those DAOs, like squiggle DAO and all those DAOs for the, for the top projects, then go on art blocks, study them, um, figure out what kind of style of art you like. And then you could try to see, okay, you like uh snow squiggles. Um, Then you you could see you go to his Twitter page and see what he's writing about, uh, who he follows and who he interacts with, and then just keep going from there. And like those little rabbit holes that you go down, you find out the kind of art that you like, and then you start talking with collectors like you guys or can reach out to us or reach out to anyone else that um, does spaces on our collectibles and just take it from there. There's no... If someone comes into this space thinking they're just gonna compete with all like the big whales and all the big drops coming out, it's not gonna work out. So you have to like pick your lane, figure out what style you like, study those artists, check their Twitters out. Um, e- even starting out on Tezos or Solana is not even bad. Just to, to figure out what style style you like, and then honestly, it, it's just about networking and and just discussing art with people, and that's how you just get in into these um, these chats pretty much.
0: Hell yeah. Well, K-Dean, thanks for joining us. K-Dean, uh, working at Medici Group, Cosimo's right-hand man, but obviously, uh, you know, the team is much deeper. Uh, make sure that you follow K-Dean on Twitter. Follow Depeche Node on Twitter. Nodebo number two is in the books. The new podcast every oh. Thursday uh, on the Nifty's Network. Dean, thanks again for coming. Node, great show Thank today. You
2: guys.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: See you, everyone.